eternal, righteous, and invisible Father in heaven. Thank you, dear Lord, for giving us the privilege of life. We are unworthy of it. We know that were we to be treated according to what we deserve, we will not be among the living today. But in your great mercy and love, you have spared us, and we say glory be unto your name, dear Lord. Now, dear Father, we ask, please be with us as we go through your word. Sanctify us, cleanse us from our filthiness, and give us grace to walk in newness of life, that we may be children of God. Grant us grace to overcome the defects of characters in our life, that we may reflect our Lord Jesus. Grant me of your spirit, put your words in my mouth, and may we all be blessed by what we will hear. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, December 4 While you are young Don't let people look down on you because you are young. See that they look up to you because you are an example to them in your speech and behavior, in your love and faith and sincerity. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 12 He, Timothy, was a mere lad when chosen by God as a teacher. But so fixed were his principles by a correct education that he was fitted for this important position. He bore his responsibilities with Christ-like meekness. He was faithful, steadfast and true, and Paul selected him to be his companion in labor and travel. Lest Timothy should meet with slights because of his youthfulness, Paul wrote to him, Let no man despise thy youth. He could safely do this because Timothy was not self-sufficient but continually sought guidance. There are many youth who move from impulse rather than from judgment. But Timothy inquired at every step, Is this the way of the Lord? He had no specially brilliant talents, but he consecrated all his abilities to the service of God and this made his work valuable. The Lord found in him a mind that he could mold and fashion for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. God will use the youth today as he used Timothy, if they will submit to his guidance. It is your privilege to be God's missionaries. He calls upon you to work for your companions. Seek out those you know to be in danger and in the love of Christ try to help them. How are they to know the Savior unless they see his virtues in his followers? The highest aim of our youth should not be to strain after something nouvelle. There was none of this in the mind and work of Timothy. They should bear in mind that in the hands of the enemy of all good, knowledge alone may be a power to destroy them. It was a very intellectual being, one who occupied a high position among the angelic throng that finally became a rebel, and many a mind of superior intellectual attainments is now being led captive by his power. The youth should place themselves under the teaching of the Holy Scriptures and weave them into their daily thoughts and practical life. 
then they will possess the attributes classed as highest in the heavenly courts. Amen. The title of our devotion today is While You Are Young. When Paul came to Derbe, just after he was almost killed at Lystra, he met a woman called Lois and her daughter called Eunice, which had a son called Timothy. The record is as follows in Acts chapter 16, reading from verse 1 to 3, says, Then came he to Derbe and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, and believed. But his father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Him would Paul have to go forth with him, and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. You see, Timothy was a young boy, but the Bible record of him in Acts 16 verse 1 and 2 is that he was a disciple. He says, the son of a certain man which was a Jewess and believed. So that is the record the Bible says about Timothy. He was a believer. But then, he was not such an elderly person. He was a young lad, but yet a disciple. And he intended to work like Paul was working as a missionary. But the role of Timothy's mother and grandmother in this was very important. You know, sometimes I've gone for evangelisms and I meet young boys who are touched by the Holy Spirit and they want to join in doing the work of the ministry. They want to be missionaries, but they are not permitted by their parents. Mothers, can you be like Lois? Can you be like Eunice, the mother of Timothy, and permit your child to have a career as an evangelist or as a missionary? We don't hear of so many mothers doing this in the days of Paul, of course, and I'm not expecting that we will hear so many mothers doing it today. But you can do it if you want and train up your child like Eunice and Lois trained Timothy. And don't hinder your child. The Bible says that Paul wanted to take Timothy with him. It says there in verse 3, him would Paul have to go forth with him. That means he's going to be following Paul from place to place as a missionary. Eunice did not stop Timothy. Lois did not stop Timothy. And guess what? There's going to be a great reward not only for Timothy, but for Lois and for Eunice, who permitted their son to be sacrificed, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Writing to them to Paul to Timothy later, Paul said in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, reading from verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus to Timothy my dearly beloved son grace mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice. And I 
am persuaded that in thee also, wherefore I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And in verse 13 and 14, he told him, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. So here, Paul was admonishing Timothy. Of course, this was his last letter that he wrote, and it was to Timothy. Reading from Conflict and Courage, page 344, paragraph 2, we were told, Lest Timothy should meet with slights, because of his youthfulness, Paul wrote to him, Let no man despise thy youth. He could safely do this because Timothy was not self-sufficient but continually sought guidance. There are many youth who move from impulse rather than from judgment. But Timothy inquired at every step, is this the way of the Lord? He had no specially brilliant talents, but he consecrated all his abilities to the service of God, and this made his work valuable. The Lord found in him a mind that he could mold and fashion for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, the lesson here is, Timothy was told, let no man despise thy youth, and so many youths need to be told that today, let no man despise thy youth. And he told him, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. And that is what we need to understand. Youths can work for their fellow youths. When the youth consecrate their powers to God, they can be a power for good and for the conversion of many other souls. The youth are not to think that they are not capable of working for God. In many ways they are capable. Like we read in 1 Timothy 4 verse 12, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. This was a youth that Paul was talking to, that he had the ability to save himself and others who listened to him. It is not only adults who can be examples, the youth can be examples if they choose to live a life like that which Timothy lived. There are many who think that the time of youth is a time to explore the world and give oneself over to pleasures and sin. But one bold youth who will shun these excesses, who instead of being anxious to make money and seek the pleasures of this world, will give himself to reading the word of God, improving their skills, and being an example of holiness to believers in conversation, charity, faith, and purity. This one youth will be enough sermon and a standing rebuke to other youths and adults too who have chosen to seek after the things of this world at the expense of their salvation. There is much the youth can do if they will consecrate themselves to the service of God like Samuel and Timothy was in their youth. It will be a noble example. Many youths are affected by peer pressure. They think that it is not possible to be different. If they can see just one example of another bold youth, 
that is different, living in contrast to the customs of the world and the sins of the youth. Those who see them will be inspired to do the same. This is the power that youth can have. So, what is it that is a problem with youth? Like I said, peer pressure. But to the youths, the Lord is saying to you, think about it. You can actually make a difference. I remember when I myself found out these truths and I made a radical change in my life. I was young actually, in age, in my early 20s. And I know how my own coursemates in university would look at me and wonder, can somebody really make this change? But the example of my life I know was something that was marveling my own friends and some of them wanted to make the change too and they did make the change you know the youths are pressured into conformity into popular culture the struggle of youth is they don't want to be different they don't want to be a sore thumb they want to be like everyone else but The Lord is saying to us that if we can be different, not in a negative way, but following after the truth of God's word like Timothy did, we can be an example to others, especially to the youth. Because when adults are trying to preach to the youth, the youth will say, when you were younger, did you not do what we did? Or some of them feel it is just because you are older, that's why you can do what you are doing. If you were our age, you will not be able to do what I'm doing. And that's why for me, back then, I was happy to do what I was doing because when I'm talking to my fellow youths, they cannot say to me, it's because you are older. Why? Because we are the same age. And they look, they are chasing after these things, maybe money and fame and all of that. And they see someone else, not that I was getting everything perfectly, but even no matter how small the example is, even if it is just in your dress, that you choose to dress differently from the rest of the world. Just that alone is a standing rebuke, but not only a rebuke, an inspiration. There are others who want to do it, but they are afraid. They are afraid to stand alone. But someone must stand alone first. There must be a pace setter before others can join. And God is speaking to the youth today. You can stand alone. You may not need any other youth to be an example to you. You can stand alone. Be the one who started and inspire others to join you change that dress and don't be like the world be like the word of god wants you to be do not join in the dissipations of the world in going to parties and clubbing and joining in the gaming and watching of movies and music and football and all of that rather give yourself to studying like paul told timothy give thyself to the study of the word if you will do this there will be souls around you who because they have just been looking for one example have not followed the truth through your example unknown to you they may never come and tell you but unknown to you you'll be an inspiration to them to believe that it is possible for them to be transformed even as youths the youths can work for their fellow youths like we read in the devotion conflict and courage page 344 paragraph 4 god will use the youth today as he used timothy if they will submit to his guidance it is your privilege to be god's missionaries he calls upon you to work for your companions Seek out those you know to be in danger and in the love of Christ, try to help them. How are they to know the Savior unless they see his virtues in his followers? End of quote. So you need to be the one through whom the people, your fellow youths, will see the virtue of Christ in you and through you they will be transformed. I pray that the Spirit of God will touch your heart and give you grace to make the change that he is prompting you to do in your heart. 
and to give to give uh, motivation to the youth. If Jesus is asking for you to be a missionary for him, not necessarily leaving everything you are doing, but just as a missionary who will live out the life, that's it. Show out the virtues of Christ. You can still follow after your career, but in your character, do not be like the world. Do not act like them. Do not dress like them. Do not behave like them. That's all God is asking for. If you will do that, if you want to do that, you need to be motivated. And the motivation is this. The same motivation for all of us. Our Lord Jesus died on the cross of Calvary for our sins. And he deserves our faithfulness. He deserves our loyalty. He has done so much for us. Free of charge. Is it too much to ask if he's telling you to give yourself to him? There will be a cross in doing that. Yes. Jesus carried his cross for us. Will you carry your cross for him? If we will not carry our cross, if we are ashamed of him, we do not want to carry the Bible in our hands because we are afraid our friends will laugh at us. You are ashamed. Jesus will be ashamed of you because he has already done his own for us. He has borne shame for us. But then there is one other thing he wants to do to mention our names in heaven. He won't do that if we cannot carry our cross for him. I mean, he, he was stripped naked. He carried that cross. He was beaten for us. Is it too much to ask if he tells you to bear scorn and ridicule and shame for his sake? Is it too much to ask if he tells you to live a life in harmony with his will for your own good? Not that he's getting anything out of it. For your own good so that his blood shed on your behalf will not be in vain. It's not too much to ask. It is for your own benefit. So be motivated. The Lord deserves your loyalty and faithfulness. There are many who are perishing in sin. Yourself first of all. And the Lord is telling you come out and be used as an instrument to help others to also come out of sin. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, I commit those who are listening unto your care, perhaps parents who have children or youths themselves who are listening right now. May your spirit touch their hearts to make them see what they can do and what they can be, that it is possible to live that life of righteousness as Timothy did and to be an example to all those around them. Timothy will have his reward in heaven. And I pray, Lord, that you shall inspire those who are listening with faith, that they may know that our Lord, who has died on the cross of Calvary for our sins, deserve their life and deserve their loyalty and faithfulness, and that in love that we shall give ourselves over to you to be used to your glory to serve you. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.